Hi, I'm Kirsten Leo, and this is the Light Path Podcast, brought to you by thelightpathcollective.com. I am passionate about exploring energetic practices, spiritual principles, healing modalities, and connecting to the experience and wisdom of others to illuminate our paths and live at our greatest capacity for abundance, worthiness, and love. Today on the podcast, I am joined by Stefa and Patrice from the Personal Branding Studio. Not so long ago, these two powerhouse women held and guided me through an experience I had been avoiding with every trick in the book I had for the last four years. In this episode, we chat all about what it's really like to be seen, the power of taking up space, and how we can all call forth our main character vibe. As always, check out the show notes for contact details for Stefa and Patrice, and head over to the Light Path community to share your thoughts on what it really feels like to be vulnerable, to be open, to be seen, and to take up space. Ladies, welcome to the chat. Thank you for having us. So excited to be here and chat all things personal branding, branding, expression. More than happy to have you both. So this is an interesting podcast, the first time we've had two guests on at the same time. So you'll hear me referring to these beautiful women by name as we talk through. But to kick us off, just to get a little taste of your personalities and what you're all about, even though I will get you to expand on that later, I would love to hear each of your favorite quotes. Stefa, let's kick it off with you. I think my favourite quote, my go-to is somewhere something incredible is waiting to be known. Can't remember who says it, but number one. Love that. It's like the, is it the Roald Dahl quote, always believe something amazing is about to happen or something like that? Yeah, similar, yeah. Oh, I love that. And Sefa is the creative and the magic maker, so that totally suits you. (laughs) Patrice, hit us with yours. Mine is done is better than perfect. Done is better than perfect. I know. I feel like it. it's a nice reflection of probably how, like the core of how Steph and I show up in our business together and in our partnership. I think that I, I bring a bit of like this, some structural elements and just like getting it done. And not that Steph doesn't have that. She's fucking amazing at that. Um but, yeah, there's something about I think there's been a big perfectionist in me over time and and maybe you two can relate and, and possibly whoever's listening. And so embodying and in, in, in our business but also in all aspects of my life of just going, fuck, Patrice, just get it done. Done is better than perfect. It just gets momentum happening. It gets the, yeah, it just gets that forward momentum happening and everything happens in that place. So done is better than perfect. For sure. And like go back to the episode on um, confessions of a recovering perfectionist that I did a while ago. I can't even remember what number it was, uh, if that's something that you guys struggle with as well. Uh, So I mentioned in the intro that I met you two ladies because of an experience that I recently had with you. So just to contextualize that for everybody listening, like uh, I was avoiding the plague, I was avoiding being seen for so many years. And it was when I had to really face the expansion of the Light Path Collective that I started to work with outside sources. And it was the outside source of Stacey Walker, who is the genius behind all our tech and branding 
she said to me, one of the first things she said to me was, you have to get a photo shoot. And so I pretended that I didn't hear her at first and months went by and she kept harassing me. Have you got your photo shoot? Have you organized your photo shoot? Um, and she suggested to work with the personal branding studio with you two. And so eventually I had to basically surrender to this and I reached out and booked it in. And I decided to book it in in a place that I loved and felt my most grounded self. But I'm going to be honest it wasn't until I had the first meeting with you two that I really realized this wasn't going to be a photo shoot. This was actually going to be a huge, oh, it makes me feel a bit teary thinking about it. Um, it was going to be a huge personal challenge and it was going to be a huge personal growth point. So, of course, I had been avoiding it for years. Um, and so I just want to talk through that as we go. But to kick us off, Stefa, can you tell us what the Personal Branding Studio is all about and probably what led me to the point of tears in our first meeting um, and why you set up your business the way you did? Mm. I'm even emotional. So, uh, yeah, I might get teary when I speak about this. So I found my way in photography in, it's just been five years full-time in business. So about six years ago, I was taking photos of the city and then someone kicked my butt into taking photos of their friends for their social media, which is completely out of my scope, worked with other humans. The person I was then was shy and not confident. And I realized quickly after that first shoot and a few consecutive shoots with people the importance the importance of this work in terms of branding and marketing but what goes into making a photo pop what makes it feel like a person and then the disparity between the awkward photos and the uncomfortable photos that we can feel and then the photos that feel like home feel like that person and so the last five years it's been about Ah, oh, creating an experience for people where they can be themselves, they can be in the full range of their human expression, they can feel the sadness, anger, joy, the, the excitement in being in their bodies, they can take up space, they can feel hot as fuck, they can also feel vulnerable in that process and really experience and I guess embody all of those different flavours, the multifaceted nature of humans within a photo shoot. And then it really became... You know, the photos are one thing and what people get that's very tangible, but it's really been about the experience for me because I believe if you have a really great experience in taking photos, you are going to be in love with the photos and you're also going to have really great photos that pop. And as someone who is the muse or the focus of the photo, when you see the photo, it's a visual memory trigger to go back to that point in time, which then you're going to remember how excited you felt or the emotion or whatever was alive for you then. So I had taken the business to a certain point and then last year I kind of hit, I guess, my ceiling of what I could do as one person, as the creative director, photographer, stylist, support, the person carrying things, helping clients. And that's when I uh, took a risk and messaged Patrice. We'd been friends for a couple of years and I know her ex extensive experience in branding. And I said, do you want to team up? And we founded daydream dream day the brand studio and decided to combine forces so not only bringing in Patrice's support 
emotionally and with styling and visually within the shoots, but also then expanding our scope into visual branding, graphic design, the full suite, essentially. That's like the condensed version. And I think, you know, when we had that first call with you, it was an opportunity, obviously, for us to meet because we hadn't met before and we hadn't really connected but a chance to talk about like the real, real of what you were feeling leading into the photo shoot, which is, I think, completely normal and completely natural and actually part of the process. But it gets alchemized through having a really fulfilling, fun, expansive experience during the shoot. Oh, for sure. And I can't wait to tell everybody exactly what that looked like. So Aside from the photography, obviously you two together are about branding. So Patrice, what can you tell us about branding, personal branding or business branding and why this isn't actually about business? <laughs> Such a good question. And it's something that I wanted to share when Steffa was was talking just then because when we first started Daydream Dream Day, this dreamy business of ours that's branding and supporting women who are entrepreneurs with their brand and getting their messages that matter so damn much in this world out to more eyes and to more people. We were both at a place where we were feeling pretty over the way that we were running our businesses individually. We both were running businesses that had had success in different ways over the past, for me, you know, it's been about eight years and for Stefa now five years. And we we're both like, fuck, can we just burn, like, we kind of want to burn everything to the ground, which is probably a bit, I wouldn't recommend doing that because that's, but it, we had we had to get to a point where we kind of let everything go. I was coaching women, uh, you know, on their internal brand, their internal world for a couple of years. And I'd moved away from branding the way that I was doing it in my my creative visual branding career where I'd worked in agencies and marketing teams as creative managers and graphic designer and also, you know, I've worked on brands like Vogue and Spotify and Google and Commonwealth Bank and ANZ and Virgin Australia and City of Sydney. Like I've worked on some really big brands and I was burnt out. And so I went on my own inner journey, my own connection with myself, the personal development world. And Stefa has too. Not only has Stefa been a photographer for entrepreneurs in the personal development world, coaches, but we've also been in a lot of retreat spaces. We've done a lot of programs. We've done a lot of, I guess, the language that's used is work on ourselves. And so coming back to your photo shoot and the experience that you had, what you're experiencing in that is the connection with yourself, but also two women who have connected with themselves. So while Daydream Dream Day is a branding business and it's all about us being able to help you have the fucking coolest, hottest photos that are a true reflection of you and a logo and colour palette and brand strategy that's on point that gets you moving, that gets you into the eyes and the brains and, and the mouths of more and more people. What's really happening in the background here is that Steph and I have done a lot of work in connecting with ourselves mm. and the brand that we're speaking of, that outward expression, really needs to be a reflection of the self, the real self, the inner expression. And that's where this beautiful gap closes, where we don't feel like we're living a lie and a, and a so fraudulent and a facade. And we get to live in our, and it's cliche and it's overused, but that authentic expression. And that's where this branding piece of this outward expression, the social media, the images, all these tangible, practical things that we do, 
it's really a woman stepping into her fullest expression of how she's feeling when she's on her own, when no one's around. That's really the real brand. That's the true story. Yeah, that and that's the authenticity. And, and going back to what you said before, you know, how often do we all work so hard to avoid the tower moments, the moment where literally everything has to crumble in order to rebuild? And mm. I I have no doubt that as we step in to like this new future that is calling all of us, that connection to self and authenticity and those that have avoided the tower moments, I'm concerned for because they're in for it. Whereas, you know, lucky us, we've done the work, a lot of it. And so are so comfortable with doing the work that our tower moments now aren't completely destructive. They're really uh, proactive and they're really productive. Mm. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And we've all got our story. We've all got our moments of that. And sometimes they're uh, micro lots of little town like lots of little ones that build up over time and and we also go through our big ones that really shape shift our lives and put us into a place where it's like it's time to really get down to the bottom of who you really are and obviously it's a it's a never-ending journey in this lifetime but when you start to really tap into your real expression of really getting to know yourself that self-awareness the thoughts the feelings that are really underneath not the facade of turning up online and really getting to know that, then that outward expression, the brand that's seen online happens effortlessly. So they're they're the same, like we're going back to your question before, Kirsten, it's this idea that business and branding and the woman at home and the mama are all can be can these compartmentalized separate parts of us makes life really challenging because of fuck that. That's exhausting. What about just being your fullest expression all the time and having people fall in love with you for you, your friends at home behind closed doors, having a cup of tea or a couple or a glass of wine. And also when you turn up online and that version of you is the same version. So this business, this daydream, dream day, this experience that you had, Kirsten, where you're feeling a bit emotional, it's because the brand and the business online is no different to the woman sitting in front of us right now in your home running this podcast. It's It gets to be all the same. And that's where a life, I think, fully expressed and liberated can really, really kick off. And again, leads back to your quote, it, it's it's never going to be perfect, so just do it. And the I think what I really want to, you know, kind of nut out with you guys today because you do work with so many women especially is, you know, what do you notice people's biggest barriers are to that authentic self and why it is important that we challenge our comfort levels in order to take up space and what that really looks like. But before we move on, I'll share my story of working with you guys. And then I'd actually like your take, um, especially your Stefa, on what, you know, how you um, interpreted all of that, just because um, on the day I would say I'm, I've not shared this with you guys yet. So, but on the day, Stefa was so in work mode. And so she was in directing and move like this and do that. Um, and, you know, Patrice is there to hold and, and to really encourage and, and to take care of the subject matter. So I'd be interested to hear your take because I kind of didn't get a feel for that on the day, but a few years ago when I started the business, I was told by the beautiful Prue Corrigan, she's a PR dynamite, that I had to start showing up 
on my socials. And so that was a big step for me to actually uh, be talking on camera. And after, you know, years of doing that now, I'm okay with that. And I don't seek perfection. I just seek quality of content and getting it out there and as authentic as possible. And that goes back to what you were saying before, Patrice, when you were saying that authenticity is so important. And I don't think businesses, I don't think relationships, nothing is going to survive unless it's authentic. So this next big step that I was bullied into, and I, and I do maintain that I was bullied, bullied into it. <laughs> the first process of that was booking you guys. I didn't, I just trusted the recommendation. I went with it. I liked the vibe of the website and I just trusted my intuition because if I don't trust my intuition, then what am I doing here? So I just trusted it, booked it. And then we had a meeting and A, I was, I got the time of the meeting wrong and I love my perfectionist self. And so I was late. They were like, we're just waiting online for you. I was like 40 minutes late because I thought it was an hour later. So already I knew that was just me subconsciously blocking this whole experience. Like I was not down <laughs> to, to meet and get my photo taken. So anyway, we jumped online and you just, Patrice started off and she just asked me this simple question, like, tell us about you. And and so I just kind of, I guess, told my business story, said really upfront that I wasn't looking forward to this. And you, Steffa, sat back and then finally you said something to me or you reflected it back to me and it hit me like a ton of bricks. And it and it's what this whole event became all about. You sat, you sat back and you said, it, it sounds to me like you don't want to take up space or you're having trouble taking up space. And it was like a tower moment dagger to the heart in a really good way. And I knew that that then that was what this was going to be about, me graduating and taking up space and working through that barrier. Um, so I would love for you to speak to that um, and talk to us, Stefa, about what, that actually looks like in reality for women that you work with and other barriers that you notice that women have to themselves in this way. It's so cool to hear your experience. I actually haven't had quite an opportunity like this to hear sort of the the gritty moments and how you felt and the moments that really struck you because I don't really remember that moment. But, you know, it's a part of it's a part of what I do. Like I have now photographed probably 700 plus people. I don't actually have a record, but it's about that, potentially more. And everyone comes to me, especially when it's a one-on-one -on -one experience. I have also done group stuff. But when it's a one-on-one -on -one experience, I get, I, I get it. People come in, they come in like guns blazing and they're like, fuck, I'm nervous. I don't want to fucking do this. I'm awkward. I, have you got me? Are you going to direct me? Like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do with my hands. And I just sit. This is where I've learned this whole time. There's no use in me in playing into this. I just need to sit and let the woman or the person run whatever's there. You just say whatever you need to say, express your feelings. And when you're ready, I'm here and I've, I've totally got you. And it's always the I'm awkward, I'm not photogenic, I don't look good in photos. And so all of that tells me is that it's just the relationship to yourself because I don't believe that people are or aren't photogenic, just like people are or aren't creative. 
Okay, sure, not everyone's an artist, but everyone is creative. And in my opinion, everyone is photogenic. It's just getting to know yourself. It's getting to know yourself and on like a tangible, practical level, knowing what you like to show, how to highlight those parts of you. Because, of course, if you're taking a photo from a downward angle, you know when you're laying on your phone in bed and the, the front camera comes on and you're like, oh, my God, I look like a slug right now. Like that is not enhancing how you look. That's not working to your features. But it's working to your features and then it's actually getting real and getting comfortable with what you're seeing on camera. And I think it's coming to a place of neutrality. Yes, of course, you want to be tipped into the self-celebration, the cheerleading, and not stuck in the inner critic. But ultimately, it's neutrality because not everything you see on camera is the truth. And I think if we can let these things roll away, because this also helps us in the moments when it's like uh, we don't like what we see. So then if we believe everything on camera is the truth, then we're going to get stuck in this self-deprecating cycle of not liking what we see. I think when we can sit in neutrality of like, I'm a human and I have days where I look hot as fuck, I have days where I, I don't feel like I look hot as fuck, but ultimately what's within and my expression is beautiful, is attractive, and I can fall in love with that. And it is a journey. And this is why when people are nervous, I'm like, let the nerves be here. Because, of course, it makes logical sense for our nervous system and for our bodies to be having a reaction and taking up space when the world has conditioned us to play small and to dilute and to fit in and don't don't be too noisy, like be expressed but not too expressed. For sure. And it is hard and I think that 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 comes back to that conditioning, especially as women, and it's not about us being so big and in people's faces because that's like the counter-narrative that has gone on. But it's just about, hey, it's okay for you to be you and for people to need that or rely on it or purchase from it or learn from it, whatever it is that we're doing um, by osmosis. So we had that conversation online because we are not in the same state, the three of us. So we had that conversation online and I left that thinking, okay, I like them. So there's that and we're doing this. So I just have to get my head into the game and we're doing it. So we traveled up and I I hope, I think this will give you an insight into the whole process of what it's like to work with this company. We then had the day and to start the day, girls came in. It was going to be like time pressured and all the things. And so we had to get down to business and, and you know, get things going. Um, and before we started anything, though, we sat down and which was not what I was expecting. And we connected and we set intentions for the day and for working with each other. Alongside of us was my hairdresser. That sounds really pretentious, but, you know, she's actually my friend as well. And it was just a beautiful opportunity for us to have a, you know, a little bit of time together. So um, she was there on the day as well. So the four of us sat down in a circle in this apartment in Byron Bay and we set intentions for the day. And I want to link that to the really important personal branding and what how it is that you know your brand because 
You didn't tell me you were going to do that. Obviously, you know I am of this ilk, so you knew that probably that this wasn't going to be surprising to me. But I can't imagine this was an experience you just did with me. I'm sure this is your process and this is your formula. Um, so I would love to hear from you, Patrice, on why it is important when we start to do things or when we're going to take up space or when we're going to explore our personal brand, that intention setting, the ritual, the ceremonial aspect, Mm. which I'll circle back to, of the business and the process. Why is that so important? Mm. Again, great question. For me, this comes back to to life. For me, in just talking about my own (laughs) relationship with myself, and knowing how important my energy is and to support myself first before I can support others. Like every single day I start my day off with a meditation and I connect with myself and I quiet the mind and I stop the distractions that happen all day, every day with so much noise, with social media, with family, with friends, with my partner. Every single day the first thing I do is connect with myself. Now, This sets up my day. I can feel every time when I don't do that, the difference. And I can also feel the compound effect of when I do it for many days, many weeks, many months, and I don't have a day where I do it. I'm okay because I've had such a a, a building up of quiet time, of nothing, of simplicity, of connecting less with all the physical and more with the nothing, with energy, with the field, with, with quiet as best I can. So again, this inner world, the inner brand, the inner story, and then how that impacts our outer expression, our outer brand, our outer story that people get to see. And so looping back to the ceremony that you experienced at the beginning of your photo shoot, that's something that we do at the beginning of every photo shoot, but it's something that Stefa has implemented naturally through her process for many years. And when I had a photo shoot with Stefa in 2020, We met in Las Vegas at a business mastermind. We both were wearing sparkles. I was wearing like thigh-high green sparkly boots and Stefa was wearing a sparkly, like a sequined kimono and it was just like these little moments of like, oh, there's some similarities here. There's some common ground between this gal and I. And and I booked a photo shoot with her a few months later and I had had three business branding photo shoots with other photographers prior, all great in their own way and all part of my journey, but I had never had someone that just took a moment to actually close our eyes and connect in. And the thing that I I love about that is that you're connecting with yourself, but when you're in a group and you're about to do something very intentional like a photo shoot, it gets you all on the same page. There's so much chaos. You've just had your hair and your makeup done. Sometimes spray tans have been happening. Sometimes women are are doing so much around it. They might have a family. They might have just like lots of business stuff on and they're trying to get this photo shoot in. So there's, there's we live busy lives. And so again, it's this moment where like, okay, we're all about to do this really beautiful thing that we all know or you might not know yet, but you will know there's way more than a photo shoot. It's way more than just a gallery. And we all get to come in and actually be on the same page together because what happens is from my perspective on this, you breathe, you drop in, you all come together. You know, I love that your hairdresser was with us and, and it's all about inclusion and, and something that I love that Steph always incorporates is in the intention is that all of our businesses win from this. It's a win, win, win. And if there's a fourth woman, win for everyone. 
But I really love it because it, for me, what I believe, and I'm a, I'm a bit magical and a bit cosmic, I think we all are, and your listeners probably are too, I'm assuming, is that something else then starts to just take over the photo shoot. It's almost like we get on the same page and something like we all connect with ourselves with a few breaths, with Steph's beautiful words and then Kirsten and then mine and we all share our intentions for how we want to show up for the next few hours. And it's like we all can let go then from that point we've set it and something else comes in and it gets to this point where we're then just kind of like we're a machine working together, like the cogs are in motion and Steph is thinking, oh, I wish Kirsten would like flick her hair or like look over her shoulder and next minute you're just doing it. Or I'm thinking, oh, I'd really love for Kirsten to put on these sunglasses or take off that hat and you're walking towards me and doing it. And it's like this strange energy, this beautiful energy that comes in, but it's after we've all dropped in and come into ourselves and together, if that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. And that, you know, going back to your personal ritual coming through in your business, again, that just completely solidifies that authenticity, that we are authentic in in what we do, hence probably why I was really attracted to working with you two because that is so important because I'm stepping into a moment where I know that this is I'm going to be seen just by the six eyes that were on me that day but then not knowing where those, you know, photos, those stills or those videos would land or if I would like them or how I would look at them. We then we then went we hit the road after that. So we we did some shooting and then we hit the road and we went up to the most beautiful farm. And ironically, it was someone that I knew who owned it and then Patrice knew her as well. So it was this crazy synchronicity that we were on this beautiful farm and and I think we all in our own ways fell in love with it and we all were trying to figure out ways to either <laughs> marry Billy's dad or to, <laughs> I don't know, become some kind of commune up on this farm because it was just <laughs> Um, and it was there, I think things really started to explode. So personally for me, I was, I, I can very much get myself into character, get it done, let's go. But in that process, something happened and people wouldn't have seen this, but we were shooting and we noticed in this beautiful rustic open air garage there was this vintage Mercedes and I turned to Stefa this is not in my personality at all but I turned to Stefa and I said wouldn't it be cool if I sat on the back of it and you went yep just get on and so I went I went over and I don't know who overtook my body in in this photo shoot at all but anyway we're just on it we're just having fun these were photos were not for business at all they were for I don't know what I'm going to use them for, but I want, there was something that clicked. I felt in me, but I, um, I would love Steph for you to talk to that comfort level that we have with ourselves, whether we are in front of a camera, in front of other people, in front of our partners, in front of a room full of people who we're speaking. What is it that you can advise women to help their comfort levels in taking up space, maybe doing something a bit flirty and fun and really being seen in a context that we wish we could control and manage, but ultimately we can't. I love that moment so much. And I love that photo shoots can hold like, I can't tell you how many people are like, do you mind if they get naked and we get some some nude shots? You know, and, and I love that like there's a personal honoring that gets to happen here in 
the business branding photo shoots. And these photos ultimately for me right now and and, and more so as I grow up, <laughs> whatever, mm-hmm. I feel like, like I don't know the value of the art that we're making now and what that will look like in 5, 10, 20 years' time and how it will feel for the people that outlive us to have these photos and these access points to who we are as humans in those moments. And, you know, that's why I'm like, how cool is it that you have these photos because who knows who might connect with them in the future and really see and feel your personality and your aliveness in the moment. And my actual thought process on, on your question is, first of all, it's a journey and, like, I was not always this expressed. It has taken day by day, bite by bite, step by step, showing up, doing the uncomfortable thing, doing the thing that I now look back on going, that was cringe, that makes me feel uncomfortable, but that led to the next breadcrumb, the next breadcrumb. And I feel like it's kind of simple. So when I did drama in high school, shocking, I was a drama kid, I know, I I got, I, I, I had the realisation that I was nervous in performing and I was like, okay, cool. So there are two options the way I see it now. I either go hard and give my 110% and, like, that makes me feel sick and it is a really great performance to the best of my ability or I let my nerves play in and I do it at 60% and then it's actually more embarrassing because I'm not going all the way there. I'm choosing to go halfway or a little bit more than halfway. And so I kind of think in life, in any moment, whether it's with your partner in the bedroom or whether you're speaking on stage to thousands of people or on a podcast interview or with your friends or in a photo shoot, like how can you go in this moment to the best of your ability at 100%? Because we're so scared of looking silly, dumb, ugly, I don't know, any of these stories that we might have, that will happen in holding ourselves back. I don't think it's possible for that to exist when we're going all the way there, when we're giving ourselves permission to fully express and play in the moment and be our fullest selves in that moment in time. And I think to myself in witnessing other people who go there, there's never a moment of like, oh, that was too much. If anything, there's the beauty, there's the connectivity, there's there's the awe, the pride, the joy I feel in witnessing someone be all there, be all of themselves. And and it it's hard to be all of yourself, um, you know, for, for many reasons, maybe our trauma, maybe our past, but how beautiful that you provide a space, you know, even if it is just for a few hours for people to experience what it's okay to be accepted in their all. Mm -hmm. And I don't know where that's landed with me. Um, I think that that will unravel. But what I heard then is that really the secret source to taking up space is to honour and name the resistance and then do it anyway. Breadcrumb by breadcrumb, moment by moment. And that's why it's actually so helpful to go, yeah, I'm feeling nervous right now. Mm. To not exist in it forever, but to just label it. And this is why I started setting intentions and taking that space with people because I'd meet people on location and they're like, okay, what do I do? What do you need me to do? They're running around and you're like, well, man, you're, I'm at that point in my career too. I had to do a lot of thinking. Now what I do is a lot of autopilot because there's lighting, there's composition, there's obviously working with a person. And I was like, hey, honey, we need to take a breath. We need to take a chill. This is as good for them as it is for me and for us to also connect in this process and be 
yeah, I guess on that same energetic thread. But yeah, naming it huge. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I want to I want to go back to that at the end where how this whole experience of working with you guys closes closed. But Patrice, I want to know from your perspective and your background business-wise. Again, we said like this is a business shoot, but it's it wasn't a business shoot. It was a me tower moment, get over myself, build myself up moment that I don't know, like I said, the significance of yet really. But why do you think that we should know our own personal brand regardless of what we do or our role of showing up in this world? If we're going to strip it all the way back, like just to the core, personal brand is really just getting to know yourself, getting to know yourself. And like Stepha has said, and it's it's a journey. It's nuanced. It's moment by moment. But as you go on this journey of, of taking the time to go, what do I really want? Whoa, what am I thinking? What am I feeling? Do I need to feel what I'm feeling right now if it's really scared or nervous? Do I just get to name it and then move on and take the action? Like it's, it changes all the time. Sometimes you, it, there's space that needs to be created to get to know yourself in fully feeling maybe some grief or some guilt or some embarrassment that I'm just running from and avoiding and it's like I actually just need to sit on the bed and maybe have a cry or, you know, if it comes up in meditation, fully just let it, let some crazy thoughts come up like, oh, I want to break up with my partner or I want to – and that friendship, just like all this fear stuff and just allow it to be there. And and sometimes it's also going like pulling up your big girl panties and going, all right, that story is well-fed. It's been, it's, it's a, it's well-fed and it's time to stop feeding it and actually pull up my big girl panties and move towards my dream. What's my next step and what's my next action? So personal brand, if we're going to go all the way back, if I'm really honest, is getting to know yourself. Who are you? What do you want? And it changes and it evolves, but there's foundations there for sure. And so, you know, for for business women and for someone who wants to go to networking or or even sit with girlfriends or um, some new acquaintances and someone asks you what you do or what you're passionate about, to be able to fucking confidently, passionately in your own way, not in corporate business speak unless that's how you naturally and that feels awesome for you to speak. How do you want to express what it is that you do and what you're passionate about and who you are because online is, for me, I believe that online is such a great way to practice offline. When I'm at a cafe, when I'm having a coffee, when I'm having a smoothie, when I'm having a sandwich or a salad with people that I know or people that I don't know and confidently be able to listen to them because I've listened to myself. Yeah, because when we hold space for ourselves, that we learn to hold it for another and I had no, I, I just thought my, this brand thing was something I had to do for my business. And I had no idea that it was actually about knowing myself, owning myself, and then sharing it just because every single person on this planet has a right to take up that space. And we need to, because we just never know who needs to stand in that space with us. And, and it's just this, I, I feel like so many people go on this entrepreneurial journey just because like something bigger than greater than us is like going, you need to just actually meet yourself because mm-hmm. that facade of being in that other job where you're just kind of avoiding, you know, your, your greatness, your brilliance, I feel like a really big part of self-acceptance is actually meeting your fucking brilliance. 
you just you've just triggered a massive memory in me. I remember in my early twenties working over in the UK, and I said to the school counsellor at the time, she was there for the kids. She wasn't there for me as the teacher, but anyway, we were, we were chatting, and I said, I don't know who I am if I'm not Miss Leo. And we so we get so groomed to conceptualize ourselves or brand ourselves as our job. Like I was Miss Leo, the kindergarten teacher. I didn't know who I was outside of that. And because I was a kindergarten teacher, it was really hard for me, to be really honest, to be then sexy at night with my boyfriend because I'd been this pure of heart kindergarten teacher all day. And so I've, I'm living a double life. Who am I? That doesn't feel comfortable. It, it was so confusing to me. So exactly what you're speaking to there, it's like your personal brand is all of who you are. Well, you said that before. And then being able to express that in a way that you feel comfortable with. Yeah. Yeah. What a cool journey to go on and that entrepreneurship offers that. <laughs> like yeah. and on top of and on top of that, it's like, oh, how can I get paid to be myself? Like one of my girlfriends who for reals though. I, that again, that just hit me in the head. Being Hello. paid to being yourself. Yeah, it's cliche, but it's fucking true. Like Stepha and I are new, and I'm sure a lot of women who are listening are doing this or they're wanting to do this. It's like, I was get get paid to be bloody Patty, Patrice, Douglas. And a girlfriend of mine recently who I went to school with, who I'm still good friends with, she said to me, I met up with her a few weeks ago in Sydney, and she's like, someone asked me the other day what you do, Patrice, and I just told that person she just made up a job and now she's paid for it, <laughs> which is so true. Like, you know, my my passions of obviously, you know, um, a lot of experience in branding and, and marketing and advertising and that whole world. But also like my my passion for costumes and dressing up came from going to Burning Man and wanting to express myself because I felt so non-expressed growing up as a conservative country girl. And, and like, I, what I, you're I, saying in terms of like I love just what you just said, sorry, to cut no. you off because I think it's so important. You made up a job and now you get paid for it or you get paid for being yourself. If If I was or if you were whoever's listening to this, if you were a Coke bottle, the only way we're going to market you is by telling everyone exactly who you are, exactly what you are, exactly what you represent, exactly what we can do for you. We don't shame the Coke bottle for being itself. Yet why is there all this shame about being paid or being ourselves in the world, you know? Why? Uh, it's it's so strange, but honestly, I feel like a really big legacy piece for Steph and I and, and yeah, and probably a lot of women right now. You know, I'd love to think that in a hundred years, you being paid to be in your passion, your creativity is easy peasy, lemon squeezy, creamy. Like it's just like I'm hoping that we are carving a path right now where the business stuff and the structures and how you show up, it's like it's a it's it's mainstream. Do you know what? I have to say I've never worked as hard as I have being an entrepreneur, but it's mm. never been easier. And I would love everyone to experience this. And that doesn't mean they have to be an entrepreneur. They can be the kindergarten teacher. They can be the lawyer. I don't care what they want to be. But it's like this alignment between purpose, passion, I guess natural skill that working with other women like this in this context has really highlighted to me. And that's what's been so special about it. The unexpected special moment of this whole process was when it was over, we ended on the beach, we ended at sunset, it was actually physically super beautiful. Um, but we we kind of ended it 
you guys went home. We went straight to get a margarita because it was a long day and that's just what we were feeling. Um, and we we then went straight to bed after one margarita because, oh, my gosh, we were exhausted. Um, but then a few weeks later I was going, I was actually ironically going to see an exhibition on Frida Kahlo. And oh. I was on the bus and I got a few voice notes from you, Stefa, and you said, listen, I've just, I'm going to send you the link to all your photos. I've edited them, um, but here's what you need to do. You need to do a ritual around it. And you lovingly talked me through how to actually open this file and to look at it, knowing that, okay, we jumped the hurdle of me actually doing this. I jumped the hurdle of actually like the day but this was going to be the biggest hurdle. What would it be like to actually sit and look at these photos of myself? And you so beautifully described a ritual for me to do and the level of care from that first conversation where you were able to clearly reflect back to me what was going on and what this is all about to that end point of you didn't just send photos, you talked me through a ritual of how to open them. And I thought how beautiful that I here I am going to see an art exhibition of a woman who was very much her own personal brand, even before there was such a thing as branding. And I did have to resist the temptation to click on the link because I was on a bus, so that was not part of the ritual that you described. But I would love for you to share with listeners, you know, when we are looking at something, it might be a photo that a that someone has posted on social media of us. It it might be a moment where we have to sit, like you described, Patrice, and look at ourselves, maybe in meditation. Steph, I'd love for you to talk to the ritual of seeing yourself, knowing that in seeing yourself, you can't resist the fact that you are about to take up space and other people are also going to see this. My belief is that this is the biggest and the most important part of the whole photo shoot, like, you can have all the crazy concepts, you can do all of the logistics, you can make all of the art, but this is really like the biggest work. And what I have come to realise, as much as I want to handhold people, this is as far as I can go. And the, the furthest line that I can get to is actually sending those voice notes and talking you through what to do. But from there, like it's kind of motherly love. I need to let it go and let you meet yourself and witness yourself and be with yourself because I can't, I can tell you, you're so beautiful, look at this photo, oh, my God, you're so amazing. But if you're not willing to listen or see any of it, then what I say means Jack. And this is the biggest thing. This is like the biggest work to even just receiving what other people see of us outside of photography. And so it's also a known fact that when we see ourselves, the inner critic is going to come up. And I want to remind people again that the inner cheerleader is also there that we don't make enough space for because we want to be modest and humble and and not to up ourselves, of course. But the inner critic is going to come up. I mean, I wish it didn't. I wish it could wave, wave a magic wand. But I also think it's a gift in connecting to ourselves and getting to know ourselves. And what I have found is setting ourselves up for support, so playing some music, having some wine or some snacks, some breaths, private space, taking some breaths, moving our body, like being here and now, to then see ourselves and go slowly 
and not just get caught on a spiral of like, oh, my God, my arm in that photo, bam, 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 everything's shit. So actually just breathe and be with what comes up, the good, the bad, the neutral, and to really listen because I actually believe my theory is that inner critic is, or I'll speak from my own experience actually, my inner critic is just a shock jockey. She just wants to get my attention because there's actually a version of me that exists within that I haven't given enough love to. The version of me that got bullied in primary school for having freckles and being made fun of. The part of me that hates my freckles because of that or has hated my freckles because of that. I think there are versions of us just screaming out for some more love and it's actually not that scary when we soften and we're supporting ourselves to then listen and go, oh, my God, what is it that you need? Oh, some acknowledgement? Ah, okay, perfect. And so I think this is a really, like, the I think as listeners will probably be getting a feel now, the whole thing is quite intentional and ritualised and as much ceremony as you want and as much woo-woo as you want, but it's always there. There's always an intention there to really meet yourself with openness and a willingness to yeah connect and, and feel what is there and within and also be in awe of what is there and that's it's that's an uncomfortable thing for us to do because we like you said are conditioned the other way just to wrap it up the experience up I actually decided to share the experience with Claudia the hairdresser who was there um, with us on the day, who on the day was like, I want a photo shoot. And I remember Patrice saying, yeah, do it. You should have a photo shoot. And she's like, but I don't need one. And you're like, it doesn't matter. And it's so true. After this experience, I'm like, everyone needs to have a photo shoot um, just for fun because it's, it is fun when you get into it, but also all of this growth and learning that happened as a result of it. So, you know, and having her there was helpful for my inner critic to to kind of dull that down, that shock drop. But I also sat and whenever the shock drop said something, I had to ask the the cheerleader to be like, what's this really about? And like you, yours is your freckles, mine's my, you know, I hate my chest and and all of this stuff. And then I guess my one step further was the fact that these photos, the intention for taking them was for the brand. So then I actually decided to hand them over to my web designer and I said, you do what you want with them. And she wasn't going to let me get away with that. And she said, no, you need to pick out the ones that you like. And then that was really annoying to then have to actually say to another person, okay, these were my favorite. And one, I wasn't going, I wasn't going to put one of them in there. And I eventually just decided to do it because I think doubt me, doubt, just do it. Like if it's popping up, just do it. She's probably not going to use it. Of course, that was the photo that she chose to put on the banner of the freaking website, right? And I sent it to about five people when I saw the draft of the website and I'm like, oh, my gosh, it looks like I'm mid-sesh. And it, like, I was a bit nervous about it. And, and everyone just thought I was mental and what was I talking about but again, this is a big step for me. So, you know, when you look at the, the branding of the Light Path Collective, as it is now, it won't always stay that way. Massive part of me wants to cringe every time I look at the website and it's my business. So I have to look at that website about 50 million times a day. And part of me cringes, but then part of me is also really quietly proud of myself for at least putting that out there. 
Another thing I haven't told you guys, I actually haven't told anyone and I wasn't going to talk publicly about this at all, but I think in, in the spirit of authenticity, the next day I got my first troll. So I go through this experience of putting myself out there and, and you know, overcoming all these inner things. And the very next day I didn't get a troll. I got a very, it was, it's someone I know. I don't know who it is, but they went to extremes to uh, contact me. Like it wasn't just a DM. And obviously it was just a vile message that had nothing to do with me and literally made me laugh out loud because it had everything to do with them. But I thought, how funny, how funny that the moment energetically that we're, that I surrendered and, and took up space as we're talking about here and, and was willing to be seen, I get this resistance back. And so two, two thoughts I had to that. One was this has nothing to do with me and congratulations for spending so much time with me in your head that you felt you had to go to these legs. Like it was funny. It was actually hilarious. And like who, I mean, women that spread sprout hate other women. I just, I mean, is there a lower form of humanness? Anyway, so there's that. There you go. There's my little judgy on it. But the other bit was how interesting that the thing that I was afraid to do, to be seen, to take up space, the first reaction I got, and someone who had never even seen this, so it was just energetic that the timing of this was that backlash back. And I think as women we need to be really mindful, A, of not doing that to other women, but that two, that it will always exist and that's okay. Yeah, Honestly, as like this conversation has been unfolding, I've been sitting here just thinking about I really want to give some examples to let people know what's happened in my own experience and also for our clients recently. And I'm like, of course, then you launch straight into talking about this, Kirsten. It's just so perfect every time. And, yeah, it's just so okay. I, um, you know, in my own experience of first stepping up online, I ran a really successful business before I was even on social media. So social media has been a whole new world for me. From I was doing it for big brands and big corporations, but I wasn't doing it for my own personal, like showing, who's Patrice? What does she care about? What does she love to do on the weekends? And so that was a really big journey for me. And when I had my first, um, my first photo shoot when I left my corporate job, I booked this woman who does like full Instagram models. Like she like really goes there. She's amazing. And because I wanted to be really supported and I really wanted to unleash a part of myself that the world hadn't seen. And, yeah, I've been to Burning Man, which is this festival in the Nevada desert in the States a couple of times and and started to explore my self-expression in wearing less clothes and, you know, having my ass out and just being more free because everyone there is so free, really. Um, and... So I had this photo shoot where I went, I was in Brisbane and I chose like three outfits. I styled myself and I chose one in particular that was like a, a sequined, um, I guess, unitard that like full ass out, but like gold. And I looked, I looked so hot and I looked so glam. But it was the first time the world had seen me, I guess, in a different light that wasn't like quiet, Patrice, good girl pleaser, people pleaser. And so, yeah, like you, Kirsten, someone that I know and actually multiple people started saying to my family, why is Patrice so showing so much skin? Is she okay? And it really hurt at the time because it's my first time of ripping off the Band-Aid and showing the world a different part of me that I really wanted to start to unleash. Now I'm very comfortable and I give very little 
care to that. But at the time it really got me and it hurt me, but I kept going anyway. And my mom has said to my sister, why, you know, when I used to do Facebook lives, oh, she's turning up online again without a bra. And so it's this double whammy, like you're talking, Kirsten, of, you know, what our fears are, they they come up because energetically it's here to be loved on and noticed and seen like the inner critic. It's just the inner critic coming from outside of us. And also knowing that it has nothing to do with us. My mum mentioning that to my sister has less to do with my expression and more to do with hers. And I'm aware of that, but it still can hurt. And we had a client the other day had a similar experience with her mum after having a very, she really lent into a very different part of herself that she hadn't expressed before. And her mum had a lot to say about it. And what the reason I'm bringing all of this up is to anyone that's listening and like Kirsten was saying, just to reiterate this, it's okay. It's okay and keep going. You, you have to learn to exist in a space where you take it up and people are going to want to shut it down, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't. Now, it also doesn't mean you should be shoving it in people's faces and expecting people to like it. That's not what it's about either. But when you're in your authenticity and people are really triggered by it, it's okay and to send that part of yourself love, but to send that part of themselves mm. a lot of love because it, it, it's all the collective wounding, you know. So I hope as you've listened to this conversation, what, what you've heard is that, A, none of this is about perfection, <laughs> and B, that taking up space and knowing yourself is about those moments, those crumbs of experience that you allow yourself to have. And what a pleasure, but also an honor it was to be held in that by both of you when this was a big, you know, beginning moment for me. Um, I agree with Claudia, my hairdresser, that, sh- that you should just do this because course (laughs) Um, as part of your personal development as part of getting to know you Um, even though you guys obviously do work with businesses and you are about branding your personal brand is for everybody not just to have people work with you so uh, I'm not sure who wants to take this away maybe Stefa where can we find you your work be inspired by you connect with what you guys are about and potentially work with you come and join us on Instagram it is daydream, dream day, all together, one word. That is where we exist. That's where we share. That's where our photos are. That's where there's some really funny content, if I can say that about our own content. It'll give you a laugh and hopefully just be a permission slip in actually yeah, taking up space and be willing to not get it perfect but to be yourself outwardly in the world. And, yeah, then on our website, daydreamdreamday.com, there's information about photo shoots but a DM an email, a contact through the website. We're here and around and can't wait to connect with anyone who feels the nudge, the call. Thank you so much and thank you for, like I said, holding me but also for just uh, surrendering, I guess, to your purpose and passion and helping others do the same. You have all those contact details 
in the show notes to check them out there. Would love to hear about your experiences or feedback on what we've talked about over on the Light Path community on Facebook um, because sharing is caring um, and it really does help others by sharing your experience as well as helping yourself. So thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for joining me, ladies. And until next time, we, the three of us, are just sending you so much love and light. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Light Path Podcast. I hope that the information shared here has helped illuminate your path. Be sure to check out the show notes for links related to this episode. While you're there, remember to subscribe to the podcast to ensure you never miss an episode. I'm Kirsten Leo, and I can't wait to explore and expand our capacity for abundance, worthiness, and love together in the next episode.